It's Wednesday, the 8th of March, the year of our Lord, 2023, and it's coming up to two o'clock. Kat's back. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lou. How are you? Fine. I must say your, your blogs are bloody brilliant, and I'm delighted they're going up on the site here. Oh, thank you, Lou. I will have to put some more up, won't I? When did I do the first one? A couple of days ago? I'll give it another day or two up for the second one up. So I'm in the middle of doing the third part of that now as well. That that specific, that particular blog. Because it's obviously over in, doing it over, I don't know, maybe about eight parts. Just purely because... So what's the name of this blog? blog? Just so the listeners know. You can um, Liberty Tactics and you can go to Kat's website, exposingthelie.info. So it'll be on both. Yeah, this one in particular is called Great Relationships and Sex Education. That's the name of the resource that I've been analysing and putting it out for people to see. It's not Great Relationships and Sex Education. It's, it's far beyond that. But that's why the name of the resource, that, that one of the resources that they're using in schools for age 11 to 16 year olds. So um, I wanted people to I don't. The thing is, I didn't want to, you know, because some people might go and buy it. And that's up to them, of course. But what we're doing at the same time there is putting money in these people's pockets, which that's we don't it. want. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I thought, well, I'll break it down for people. And not everyone's going to sit there and read a 300 page thingy anyway. You know what I mean? So I've just basically pulled out the bits which I know. Well, I say pulled out the bits which I know are harmful. It's all bad, but I've just picked the bits which are, you know, it particularly bad type of thing it's, it's all bad it really is it's terrible and I can't and I just know that people have no idea um what is actually what they're doing in schools I know that they're not aware you know and if they were aware I think we'd be seeing a lot of people up in arms as it should be as it should yeah. be I mean we're seeing more and more videos coming out of these oh, wow. shows yeah. they're sex shows they are for kids they, for they, are, they are sex shows if you don't know what we're talking about go on to my well mate probably you probably got more you and kimberly i've got a couple up i've got a couple of videos up on my facebook Catherine watkins um that's what it's at now isn't it you at Kat- uh no hang on sorry just to be awkward it's cat watkins that's the one I'm Kat watkins. The moment. yeah you can go to liberty tactics there's some on there um we'll, we'll get them on the liberty tactics facebook page as well go and have a look at some of the videos Oh, they're shocking. And do you know what? There was some, I think it was on G, I'm sure it was GB News the other day. I might be wrong. Anyway, they had a, a I don't know her name. It was a blonde lady. It was GB News. It was a couple of days ago. I shared the um the clip and I was like, somebody needs to check this woman's hard drive because she was saying, I mean, they were arg- arguing on there in the end because she was saying, oh no, you know, at the end of the day, this is for babies. And before they two, it goes over their head anyway. And it's something that the mums need to do. Uh, excuse me, what? if you have children, you don't take them to because they're calling them baby raves. All right, even if it was a rave, why is it? Oh, you've got, like, yeah, right, okay, those are, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? You don't, it's not a baby fucking lap dancing class, you know, which is essentially you what it have, is. There are, there are things that are going on around the country because our slip mat plays there and DJ vibes, and they're, that's fine. They're called raver tops, and it's just of an afternoon session. And they've got balloons and they've just got the funky bit. It's like a kid's party. Yeah, that's fine. But this woman's trying to justify it by saying, um, oh, because they're under two, they're not going to remember it anyway, which is bullshit because some children do actually remember even when they're in the womb, right? So she, but what her justification for it is that, you know, mums have a hard time and they need to go out. Well, go and get a babysitter and go to a nightclub then. Do you know what I mean? You're going to have a child. Sorry, you go and have a child. 
You don't have children if that's what you want exactly. to do. Exactly. That's what I said. If that's what you want to do, don't bother having them in the first place. But if you do have them and you need a break, I say in, in, in air quotes, then you don't take them to watch men with no clothes on, essentially, sexually gyrating around on the floor. You just don't do that. Oh. And, and, you know, any parent that thinks this is okay seriously I, I just don't know you know this if this had been 30 40 years ago social services would be around there but then I you know obviously we know that the whole thing with social services and whatever you know it's all intentional but this is crazy and I, I knew this was the case you know I don't know I've spoken to you about it before I'm guessing you would have seen it Lou but um the American he's probably about 16 17 now but so this was like I don't know back in 2000 Desmond is amazing yeah, yeah. the little boy and yep. he was being paraded around in nightclubs at age 11, as dressed as Gwen Stefani. Well, <coughs> people were putting, excuse me, <coughs> dollar, you know, money into his, you know, into his trousers and stuff. There was videos with him, obviously backstage with drag queens, adult drag queens, where he's, he's clearly drugged up to his eyeballs, right? That little boy is being abused for everybody to see. And at the time when this all came out, CPS, which is obviously Child Protection Services in America, they were notified by like fuming parents in there, rightly so, and they did nothing about it. So we should know from that point of view that it's the same goes here. Social services, Mike, this is explicit material for children and they're not getting involved. I think it's opened a big can of worms, isn't it, to show people what who truly is out to, to look out for the children and social services unfortunately is not one of them it's not one of the organizations that look out for children quite the opposite if they can allow this shit to go on and it is going on i don't know if you saw i think you did because you shared it um there was one in the day it was a drag queen and it was in the day because you could see the lights coming through the window right it was obviously in a pub um he was doing the splits and you know sexually dancing and, and in the background you could see what it looks like about a four-year-old little girl and she just looks traumatized. And next to her is what I would assume is her mother, like just laughing and smiling. I'm like, the world has gone absolutely mental. These people are mental. Why on earth would you take your child anywhere near an adult entertainer? You know, and some of them, as we know, I know people don't like this, but it is a fact. So I'm going to say it. Not all of them, but many of them hide behind that because they're child predators. Many of them do. Do you know what I mean? Because as you, oh, it's just an easy pass for them now, isn't it? Of course it? it is. Of course it is. They can do what they want now, and and they just get away with it. And I cannot stand the left woke brigade who think this honestly. They just they've I lost don't... their minds and their way. I don't know if you saw on Saturday. Oh, Phil went, didn't he? He was in. Uh, I think he was in Lewisham. And do you know what? This was this was so powerful. There's all this abuse. I was watching Phil's live stream. Uh, there was that Father Calvin was there, you know, the guy with the Afro hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes on GB News a lot. He was there on the thing and somebody then stepped forward. Were they, getting, they were getting stuff hurled at them but from the Antifa lot who were like the anti, you know, the, the yeah, yeah. like anti-protest lot. Yeah, um, somebody stepped forward uh, who was with Phil and everybody and they started reading uh, the Lord's Prayer. Oh, wow. Sent them crazy. Wow, that is powerful. That sent the left crazy. They, they absolutely let they you are, expecting on Friday, mind, because we got another. Obviously, Kim's been asked to speak at that one, and actually, Calvin Robinson is speaking at that one as well as Lawrence Fox. 
So I'm like, like, I'm going to try and get there if I can. Mount Kermit it's... would be great if you could. Obviously, it's yeah. East, uh, East London, I believe it is. I think it is. It's on the bottom of the flyer anyway. I'll so a... we're going to be expecting that sort of response. And we know Antifa are going to be there, right? It's obvious they're going to be there. So, you know, we're expecting to have bottles and eggs and whatever else hurled at us. But at the end of the day, this is war now. This is like... You know, we have to get up and do something right now. I don't care what it takes. Do you know what I mean? Look what's going on with our children. It is a, an abomination. It really is an abomination. So I'm looking forward to that Friday. I can't, I'm actually well, looking forward I'm just, to that. I'm going to try and get there so we can do some filming. Definitely. I'm really going to try. It's just the, it's just the travel cost because I, I don't take the car because you've got that Yulee's that. Oh shit. Yeah. That's a fortune. And the trains are about 150 quid. So I'll do what I can. I can't believe it that much. Like it's no return on Friday off peak as well. That is. That's off peak. That's off peak. Yeah. Yeah. What so, it is, anyway. They want us to travel. Yeah, they, they're making it really difficult because that's so, just not, not a price that, you know, there's no way I'd be able to afford that. I mean, I'd like because I'm getting a lift. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been able well, to. Well, I might that. see if anyone, I'll see what see I can if do. Anyone, see if anyone in your area wants to come up. I know you don't know anyone really close, but it's sort of in the surrounding yeah, area. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, actually, I tell you who might do it if he's not working. You know, Jack Catran, who you met, um, at the when yes. we went for a meal, he's down. He's not far. I, might, I think he might be Somerset. I, I'm sure he's not actually far from you. And I know that he's always on the road, and he's got some great vehicles and stuff. Oh, maybe it might be worth asking him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about today's guest because last week we had uh, the lovely Andy Heesman on, and he's going to come back, and he's fighting what's going on in Ireland with yes. illegal refugees. Yeah, yeah. Coming over to Ireland, and he's been discussing that. I then had an incident that I did a live video. It's the only thing that gets streamed because I don't do lives very often. It doesn't seem my profile's hidden. So that had about 5,000 hits in the first day. Yeah, which is that for you, video, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, and the live video was I had to run into Paynton, which is which used to be a beautiful place. I was Sadly, it isn't anymore. Most, but like most seaside resorts, um, I pulled up, went to go into a shop, and outside there's a homeless guy, filthy, dirty, sitting on the street. So I went over, and as I'm walking in, uh, these three men uh, of around late twenties, mid thirties—I don't know, yeah, you know, fighting age in their thirties, uh, dressed up in Nike bomber jackets, which ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all designer gear, walking into the shop with their mobile phones and a load of credit, not knowing what to do that they've been given. They've been put up in a very posh hotel in, in Painter. They've been given a mobile phone. They've been given credit. They have their meals. In the meantime, sitting outside that shop is a man who can't afford, who's English, who can't afford even a cup of tea. So, so I did a live video just saying this is just... So yeah, we had Andy Heesman and I did that live stream video um, just showing what was going on. And mm. I've known Dell Irons on my Facebook for years, and I've never actually spoke to him. But you know Dell well, and you invited him on because he's doing, he's really exposing what's going on with the immigration, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Dell exposes a lot anyway. I think the first time I saw Dell was when he did his cancer video, when he phoned Cancer Research, and that had millions of views. This was, I can't even remember how long ago, maybe six years, seven perhaps. 
Um, that's the first time I saw him. And I I just love the way that he does things, right? He's so good at it. He reminds you do the same thing when you're phoning people. Like you've got a, you just sort of fly through it and say whatever and manage to engage them. Whereas I just end up swearing at them and have a phone put down on me. Dell is the same as that. So when I saw the video the other day and I thought, why doesn't he do Because he is great. He's brilliant at what he does. He exposes everything. He's a man of his word. Do you know what I mean? He, he puts his money where his mouth is. He homeschooled seven of his, all seven of his children. You know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of time for him. Um, and I saw the video that he did with Sterco and I was like, that was that would needed. I, I I needed to see it as well because I didn't have a clue, right? I knew that the I knew that obviously the hotels are being filled up. I knew that. Um, I've had you know we've had the lists of the hotels. We've had people going in trying to book rooms and are not able to because they're being told, um, you know, we've got two years here. The Home Office has you know booked us out for two years, so we know that. But then when he phoned Circo and pretended to be a landlord, that was when. I was like, oh, my gosh, I realized the um, magnitude of what was going on. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, my God. And he's on the other end. And obviously, I don't know if you saw it, but his facial expressions. So this lady, she's singing like a canary because she believes because he's very good at what he's what would, doing. What we'll do is we'll get him to talk us through what happened. Yeah, definitely. We'll get him to talk us through that um, and some other bits and pieces. So I really wanted Dell on because, like, I, I you know, he's a lovely guy and, and in all fairness, he did, he came to Wales, la, well, not last year, the year before, it wasn't long after my dad had died. So initially he had asked, he was, he got this place for him and his family to stay in for a week, um, one too far from where I am really, probably about an hour and a half away. And he was like, you know, I'd love to meet you and, and Darren and Grace and, you know, will you come? And this was before my dad had died. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. So I was meant to go. But then obviously my father passed away in the October and it was a couple of weeks later and I, I just, I couldn't, you know, I was just so, you know, I was grieving terribly. It, it just, yeah. I couldn't do it. So I didn't end up meeting it, but I'm sure I will meet Del soon and well, Tara and the kids. He's, he's a great guy. Well, he's here waiting. So uh, let's invite him in. So here we are. Our guest is here. It is the lovely Del Irons. Hello, Del. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very well. I was saying to Kat, it's been, I, we, I think we've been friends on social media for absolutely years, but we've never actually had a chance to talk. And then when Kat mentioned it, like, yes, definitely, let's get Del on because you've been doing work across the board on all different subjects, but particularly. The video you did on Circo really highlighted it both to Kat and I. But before we delve into that, let's hear a little bit about you, Dale, just for the just for the sake of the listeners, like what woke you up and where you are now. What was what was the defining moment when you realised that things weren't right? Well, for me, um, I knew things weren't right from a, from a young age anyway, but um, so I, I sort of realised sort of from like sort of secondary school time really when I sort of got out of that sort of rubbish and cracked on and done my own thing. But um and then I was I was away to that sort of corruption and then when I had my um first child, Susie, we I wasn't really awake on the other side of it, like the medical side of it. And obviously, um she had had she had, had been vaccinated and ended up with um autism basically and was paralyzed down one side. 
And then um, I think that was how I come across um, Kat um, and we started looking at her stuff and then opened up a whole new door to a whole new sort of revenue of, of that sort of stuff. And the rest of my children have never had anything, not one vaccination, my other um, six children. So, um, you know, that was a godsend for me. Um, I mean, Susie's all right now. She's, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's nothing we can do about it. But um, we had a lot of, a lot of trouble with, um, with um, like local authorities and all that where Susie was concerned because um, we wouldn't give her certain medications and all that old rubbish, which we refused that right anyway. But she's all right now. They said she'd never be able to walk, never be able to talk, but she can talk, she can walk, and she just gets on with life normally. Um, and obviously none of our children are in school for obvious reasons. I mean, even before all this stuff come about with, with all the the nonsense with the, the sex education and the drag queens and all that old rubbish. I mean, my children was out of it well before all that stuff. I knew it wasn't right, um, the right place for my children anyway. Um, so, so that was obviously another good thing. And then it just sort of took on from there then really. I just started looking at other things, um, you know, money creation, governments, governments behind governments and, all that sort of business, and you know yourself. You know, once you know, you know. Uh, I, I don't think you need to keep going down rabbit holes. I think once you know it's corrupt, it's corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that because we can spend a lot of time in these rabbit holes, and a lot of the time they're distracting us. Do you know what I mean? And the one thing I gotta say, Dell, before we move on, because obviously I know I followed you for ages since I saw your cancer research video, right? As well. And just watching the way you deal, you do the home home educating with your children is just a huge, huge inspiration for many people. Anyway, you know, it gives them hope and that they can do the same. And just watching your lads and how they, how they, you know, just such a young age and the skills that they are acquiring that they would definitely, definitely wouldn't be acquiring if they were in public school. And I just got to take, I honestly take my hat off to you. Obviously, I home educate my daughter, but there's only one. Like you've got seven and, and you do an absolutely <laughs> outstanding job. You really do. And it's, it's lovely and uplifting to see the videos that you put online to show other people that, you know, it can be done. And actually, it's not as difficult. Well, it's not difficult. People think they assume, don't they, that you've got to be a teacher and you've got to, you know, you've got to sit down for six hours a day. And it's nothing like that. You know, it's the first thing. And usually it's people who say to me, oh, but I was sick in school, or they'll say things like that when I'm like, no, you weren't sick in school. You made to believe that because you didn't memorize the, the information given to you. But in actuality, all you need to homeschool or home educate, I don't like the word homeschool, no, home no, educate no, is to just an hour or two a day. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And not even that sometimes. I leave, now Grace is old enough, I leave her to her devices and she does stuff on her own, you know, the things that she's interested in. You know, and I just think watching you do that with your children, keep it coming, Del, because it's absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. Sorry, Liv, I had to interrupt you then just to say that. No, because no worries. No, you I, know uh, what? Children, children will only, I mean, children only learn in, in, in the stuff they're interested in, really. Um, exactly. And like you say, my, my children wouldn't be doing any of that stuff um, in school. I, I, I walked out of school. I never had any qualifications um, when I left school. I've had, I've run three successful businesses, no problem. Um, and so, so, so is my partner. She, she did um, go, go to school. Um, but 
Um, you know, it's like you say, when people think they can't do it, but th that's because they've gone through a system. I mean, why would you send your children into a system that made you believe you wasn't capable enough of educating your own children? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think people were just completely misunderstood because when I was younger, I, I didn't even know any, I didn't know a single person who was home educated. And I was under the assumption that being home educated was for posh, rich people. And like, they would just get like a teacher in to sit at home with the children for six hours a day. And they would, I didn't understand. And I guess that's the way we're meant to believe, isn't it? We're supposed to think it like that so that we don't even think about doing the same thing. But now I know absolutely loads of people, thankfully more and more people are pulling their children out of school because they can see you off around the corner and it's not pretty, it's not pretty. But just going on to, um, now we've said about the children, so I had to get that in, it's amazing. Um, going on to the other day, Del, I saw your video, right? Now I was under the, I knew about um, the, fake, the fake refugees because this is what they are, you know, regardless of what anyone wants to say and they can call people racist and whatever they want to, at the end of the day, it is happening, right? I, I was already aware about the hotel situation. So I knew that, I knew that they were in hotels because I'd seen people, well, I've got a list of where all the hotels in the, in the UK where they are and obviously we've seen video footage of people going in trying to get a hotel room and they're saying uh, we're booked out for the, the home office has booked us out for two years and this that and the other and then I came across your your video to Circo and I was just so shocked can you just talk us through about why you what happened with our phone calls Elle? Yeah, yeah sure. what you found out prior and how you how you came down to, to, to get to the point of Circo I mean we know Circo are involved I did see a video of somebody doing um, installing a prepaid meter, but it had, it was already loaded, it was like 500 pounds and they were working for Serco. Um, so yeah, I saw that, but how did you, how did you um, start investigating Serco and then just like the phone call that you made? Yeah, sure. So, so basically uh, it was, it was purely luck. And I, but my mate, um, Kurt, he tagged me in a video of, um, some people at, um, doing some filming at one of the hotels where these um, asylum seekers, refugees, or whatever you want to call them, um, uh, was at. And he was saying about landlords, and he was talking, there was, he was like chatting with another guy um, just in general about it. Um, and he was saying, yeah, about um, landlords, um, they're looking for landlords now to house um, people and all that sort of stuff. Um, so after watching that, I've just come off it and just done a couple of Google searches, basically, um, and got onto that company website and then basically strolled down and um, literally found it all. And then I, I read it and I, I, I actually couldn't believe it. <laughs> I thought, blimey, this can't be right, surely to God. So uh, I, I basically phoned, phoned up their, um, their call line first, um, their little shout out calling for all landlords. And um, I've got a lovely lady, lady, a lovely lady called um, Karen <laughs> on the phone who actually literally sang like a canary. <laughs> she did, everything. didn't she? She did tell you everything. I was laughing. <laughs> um, but I mean, she's going to tell you everything because she's obviously on commission and, and she wants she wants the asses. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, I mean, the, the company, I mean, it's absolutely huge. I mean... I think that group revenue is saying like 4.5 billion. I mean, group trading profit is 20, 
No, 237 million, I believe. I mean, they, they, they've literally got contracts everywhere. They, they used to do all the, all the tags, um, all the prisons. They do all the um, leisure centres in Maidstone. They do um, gas, don't they? They work for British Gas as well, don't they? They come they and read beaters. They, they do everything. Traffic lights. Um, they do all, all the cycling, you know, all the hire bikes in London. That's all run by them. I mean, they're absolutely massive. I, I believe the CEO was um, Winston Churchill's grandson up until 2022, I believe. Um, I'm not sure it is now, but yeah, basically what they what they what they are offering um, to landlords, and and what you got to remember as well, Serco control the borders. <laughs> All right, yeah. okay, yeah. makes sense. So they control the borders, and what you don't know also know as well, they're actually flying in refugees as well. Um, With, without yeah, passports, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're actually bring. They're actually coming. They're actually coming over on, on airplanes as well. And also, there's a lot because um, I was having a chat with um, a lady who's actually spoke to, spoke to um, some refugees that was working um, doing all the five G installations in in the ground, and they was from Africa, and they, they was told to come over. They, they'd get jobs and all that, and um, their families could could follow them. Um, shortly after. But I believe their passports are getting taken off them. Their families definitely ain't coming over. And it's basically slave labour. Um, it's, 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 it's people trafficking in a legal way, basically, um, mm. from, from what I can make out of it. And, you, you know, these, these, are, these are age fighting men as well. This is another thing. That's, that's it, yeah, Trojan horse. So talk about yeah. the phone call. Talk about the phone yeah, so, call. So, so, so basically, I, I phoned her up and I, I told her I was um, a landlord. I own 10 um, properties in Birmingham and my brother, who I, I haven't got a brother, but um, he, he had some places in um, Yarmouth because there was two catchment areas when I looked on their website where they was taking asses. So that got her ears pricked up. And then she just basically said that Serco are the tenants. So Serco actually, actually becomes the actual living tenant, although it's not a tenant. And they're basically subletting out to the refugees that are coming over. And they're literally getting everything paid for. So because Serco's a tenant, Serco pays for the gas, the electric, the water, and the council tax. And the contracts, a uh, minimum of six years, 11 months. But I had, she emailed me over the the contract for the lease, which is a 301 pages long. <laughs> I mean, so it's the longest lease I've ever seen. And as I said, I've had three shops. Um, and in there, they have the right to buy after five years. Shut up. Uh, yes. And it doesn't say the option to buy. It says right to buy after five years and the other thing which is very interesting is g g uh, g p morgan um the the bank the, the banking cartel JP morgan, doing, yeah yeah jp morgan sorry they're yeah. doing the the vetting on the landlords wow as well so yeah so what you got to remember is well this this is what 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 come to mind for me, if that is the case, most buy-to-lets, because you've got to have a buy-to-let mortgage to let, to let our property anyway, so that's the, that's what landlords are going to have. Now, now most buy-to-lets are interest-free, uh, interest-only, sorry. So 
you know, if you've got banking people involved in this as well, they, they can raise up interest rates oh, to a higher. Yeah. They're going to be foreclosing then as well, and they're going to be getting their money back, but they can't. Yeah, they? so they, they, they raise the interest rates. Serco has all these properties off these landlords. They can't be bothered with it no more. And they would just literally sell up. So it's a massive uh, land grab as well because um, Vanguard and um, BlackRock done it in the 2008 crash. Right. Um, with, with, with all the foreclosures on all the American properties, they went in and bought them out and it's to nothing. Because um, once once something crashes, they, they buy them at market value. Well, if, if, if the market's crashed, market value is low, in it? So they can come in, swoop everything up. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it was interesting because the lady, you know, they do everything. They do all your management. Um, so you've got no management fees. Um, they do all the repairs. Um, if the tenant, um, if you want a tenant out, you only have to give six months um, notice and they will get the tenant out. Um, if they're causing problems and all that. So that then stops all the court process as mm -hmm. a landlord. So it's you wouldn't easy. have to... It's easier for the landlord. They've made it that way, haven't they? And the problem is, yes. well, if they're saying, because I heard you say there has to be tenant left, it, 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 there can be a tenant in there. But that's what's going to happen now. All these landlords that have found this really, really easy, they're just going to put in a section 21, get exactly. a person out, and this is what this is going to make, you know, out this is going to make single parents and children and whatever homeless. So this is crazy. It, 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 exactly. And then, then you've got the knock-on effect is where do you house the ones that are getting kicked out if the refugees are getting in, in, into all the all, all, all the all the properties? Exactly. Because oh. they're, they're, they're actually getting because they're working with the council as well, they're 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 getting like all the emergency accommodation homes and all that. I mean, there was um one case where they give um the council uh, 72 hours to has a, a load of refugees. They had to basically put them up in an hotel. I mean, there's absolute uproar about it. Um, but but that's basically how it's going. And it, it is worrying because, um, you know, we don't know who these people are, what they're actually here for. Um, some people are saying that they're, they're trained UN armies and all that. But, I mean, I... I, I they are definitely age-fighting men. If they're trained UN army, I, I don't These know. These guys that I filmed were from Georgia. Right. Apparently. Yeah, yeah they're coming from uh, And they were, I'd say, uh, mid-30s, I'd say they were. And all decked out. I mean, those Adidas puffer jackets ain't cheap because my son wanted one. And I said, uh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they've got all the, the latest trainers that, you know, and then they there they walk in with their... their their phones that they've been given, and then their top-up credit that they didn't know how to put on. It's yeah, like I mean, it's an English crazy. guy sitting on the street who can't even can't get a cup of tea. It, it's crazy. I, I did go into that with the lady. I said, you know, it's a shame because what we've got to remember here as well, people, is it's Home Office funded. So the Home Office has just give Serco another seventy million contract. After fining them twenty six million for keeping people in homes that weren't fit to put a dog in, <laughs> um, bearing in mind the net worth of the company's um, forty eight billion. I mean, twenty eight million is nothing to them. That's no. like a wage. It is like it's just like a little bit of change, isn't yeah. it? Loose change. It, it, exactly that. So you you know you can actually use people as slaves now. 
um, as long as you pay a fine, as long as you've got the money to pay a fine, you can get away with it, basically, and then get another contract of the same people that are fining you, i.e. the Home Office, which is taxpayer-funded. So we're funding all this, what's going on, basically. Oh, it's all crazy. coming out of the taxpayer's purse. I know, and how many people really understand what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Probably not many, and if they, they'd be up in arms about it, they really would, because we're, well, we're heading so. towards a nightmare, right? You know, it is really dangerous ground here, and I just think this is why we need to just massively... This is why it was important for you to do this video, Del. Instead of just saying it, you've actually phoned them and got her on the call telling you exactly what's going on there, and that's why I think people were engaged with it and thought, oh, my God. So how much, are they, how much are they paying the landlords then? So well, they, they, only, they would only give you, from what I could gather from the 301-page contract, um, <laughs> they, they, they only give you um, the market rate as far as council accommodation. Right. Right, so okay. you can't you can't charge an extortion amount of money because they're only going to give it to you as a, 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 as a council property value, um, which whatever that would be within that area, right? Um, and, and that and that would that would be what they would give you. But even saying that, even at a, a council um, property, um, that doesn't really matter because as as a as a as a landlord. Um, if you've got, say, say from instance, I was really a landlord and I did, uh, well, I am in Kent, but I had these 10 properties in Birmingham. I mean, you you wouldn't mind taking um, a lower rent because you haven't got any maintenance fees. Mm. You haven't got anything to worry about. Exactly. They do everything. Yeah, do, it, do is, I mean? it is easier for them. Do you know what I mean? And, they, you know, as much as I'd like to think, well, you know, landlord, and I'm not saying that landlords are not decent people because, you know, some of them, but they're going to take this on the chin. Why wouldn't they? They don't have to bother with the management fees. They don't have to bother with any repairs or maintenance. There's no, there's, it's a win-win situation for, for the landlord, see? So, but, and you are going to get greedy landlords who are absolutely going to issue those Section 21 for whoever's in those properties now to get them out because the only clause with Circo, and she said it a couple of times, was that there's no tenants in there. And I did hear you say to her as well, um, you said, oh, well, that's a bit, you know, you'd think that they would have done this for the homeless we've got in this country, wouldn't you? If they can do it for them, they can do it for us. And then I, she said something along the lines of, um, oh, yeah, but we've got charities set up for the veterans and the homeless. And I was thinking, wow. I mean, she genuinely thought that she, like, I don't believe she's an evil person. She genuinely thought that she was doing something good, which is even scarier because it's like, they believe that they're doing a good thing when in actuality this is this is not a good thing at all you know our our country is literally being destroyed right in front of our noses you know yeah it is and and the other thing what made me laugh when the lady did say that when I said, you know, it's a surprise that the government never sets something up like this for its own people. And she goes, yeah, you know, I, I understand we should be at our friend, but like you say, they've got all these charities, they've got all this, they've got all that. But these charities ain't paying all their bills. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> None of them are. Do you, know? do you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, yeah, all they get is three meals a day. Yeah, well, yeah just three meals a day and a root roll over Well, I, I know, well, I don't personally know, but, you know, there's people with families out there when you've got a child going to school and that's the only meal they get. 
exactly i remember her saying that as if it was they don't they hardly get anything it's like remember your facial expression when you went oh yeah they just get three meals a day and a roof over their head well that would be lovely for most people because at the you know they're deciding at the minute most especially single parent families whether to put the heating on or buy food do you know what exactly. i mean it, it's ridiculous it, 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 exactly that and then you, you you've got the apparent cost of living crisis and um, which which is just basically banks inflation mm. um you know, and all these energy companies, you know, they're putting up um, another 20% in April or something. And then they're boasting, um, they're boasting about how much money they, how much profit yeah. they've made in the quarters. It's like a big smack in the face, isn't it? And people it, aren't it, seeing it, though. This is what, you know, like even Middle England should be up in arms about this. Yeah, you know, everyone should people, be. But, you know, there are still people around. They've still got the Ukraine flags out. There was a desktop There was a desktop sale for the Ukraine fund in my village. You know, people have got blue and yellow ribbons on their gates. I did see wow. something the other day, and I don't oh. know if it's true. And if it is true, it's a complete piss take. Excuse my language, right? But there was... Um, uh, uh, an article, a newspaper article, and it said basically they're doing like a live aid type thing, but for Ukraine. So, like, they've asked like Pink and whoever else, uh, I don't know, probably Bono and whatever his name is, and you two and whatever to sing at this live aid event for Ukraine. And I'm like, if they're actually going to do that, they really are taking the piss out of everybody. They you know are. I mean? I mean, what's amazing is all other wars they've had gone in and there's been, you know, UN peacekeepers, they're going to go and sit down. Like, Putin's come out quite a few times to say, like, I'm ready to come and sit down, with, you know, at the table. They don't want that. Of course they don't. They don't, they don't want, want that. Proxy so wars, more and more people... They? You know, innocent people in Ukraine. I mean, we know it was the hub. We know what goes on in Ukraine. We know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there are innocent people being slaughtered. Yeah. And no one's coming to the table to sit down. You no. know, they're just continuing, continuing, bringing more refugees into our countries, getting up. It's we're the, we, the British, the English are going to be the minority. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think yeah. that's the plan anyway. Of course yeah. it is. It's always we... Do you know what I mean? Back in the day when we all first started waking up, you know, we all saw the Alex Jones's end game and the Zeit, the first zeitgeist and all yeah. of those first of where it said, but they said it'd be military, foreign military coming into on our streets. And that's what caused the thing. But, you know, we've got the, we've got it. Another say we've got a Trojan horse coming in. And I spoke to a lady who works in the shop and she's from around that border area. And she, I don't know if she's Ukraine. She's from one of those countries around. And she came here legally. She's been here like 20 years. She works, etc. And we always have a little chat. And she said, I feel that these are terrorists being brought into this country. She said, that's what I think. She might be right. She said, that's, she that's what be she right. believes. She said, these they could be, you know, they're terrorists. They're going to be here to start a war. And she's from those countries. You know, she does travel back to and from the area. She knows Ukraine. She knows the trouble that Ukraine has. Well, this is something I thought about, and I don't know how true it is. I don't know if it's just me and my conspiratorial head, right? But, you know, people, the armed forces over here, they're not going to go against their own people, right? So they no. ship those out exactly. to Ukraine, and then we've had these in who don't... Who, who, look, if they're going to get paid handsomely for it, they've got, no, they've got no loyalty, they've got nothing... Do you know what I mean? Towards... And we don't know these people. We don't know what type of backgrounds any of them got. If they're coming in without passports, we have no idea... And there are right. cases, particularly in Ireland as well, because we had Andy on, didn't we, Lou, last week? I don't yeah. know if you know him, Del. 
Andy Heesman. He's an Irishman and he's doing a lot of this work over there. Yeah, um, I've seen this stuff. Yeah, him. And, and basically there was, there was a young girl who had been raped by, by one of these, um, you know, fake refugees, because they are fake refugees. And she's not, she was too frightened to go to the Garda about it because she does, she believes that they won't do anything about it. And do you know what? She's probably right. This is the well, thing. They, they're not the going thing there. Happened, the same thing happened in uh, Liverpool. Yeah, um, that's right. Wasn't it? Yeah. And that's why they went mad up there. And all the, everyone was calling Liverpool people racist and all that. No, they're trying to protect the, their own. And, and my um, partner's um, brother, he lives in Folkestone. And he said Dover is chaotic. Um, when you have people coming off of these boats, he said that they're going into people's asses, kicking in doors. Um, they're, they're filming um, children in parks. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of naughty stuff going on. Do, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? It just, it just you know, it, it isn't put out on mainstream media because you know it's well, the powers that be that run yeah. mainstream they know, media. Don't they? It goes against the agenda. They, they you know they're not reporting on anything. And I did see something the other day, and I don't know how true this is, but I've got a feeling it probably is true. But I'm going to have to check it out. It was actually Tommy Robinson on a video, and he was he was on a he was having an interview with a, an American platform, you know, news platform. And he said, because he's on about Dover, funnily enough, he was talking about Dover. And he said, there's now a new law out or whatever. It's not really a law, as we know, statute or whatever, yeah, that yeah, says yeah. you cannot identify um, an illegal immigrant unless you have their consent. And if you do, And if you do identify them without your consent, you can get a prison sentence for up to 12 months. And I'm just wow. wondering, I know, it's crazy. I was like, what? And I know it sounds nuts, but I'm like, the way things are going at the moment, that doesn't sound so crazy because this no. is how much they're pushing it, you know? It, listen, nothing surprises me anymore in, mm. in this day in, in this day. But what, what really surprises me is the actual people of England. Um, Allowing not, it to happen. It's like everyone's sleepwalking. I mean, I, I, I've never been to a protest. I, I, they're, they're not for me. Um, two reasons. One, I think they're just in, you're just empowering the, the opposition, especially like with tactical manoeuvres, what police can carry out. It's, it's like a training day for them. So you are empowering your enemy at the end of the day. Um, and two, they have them stingray machines there. So basically, it's like um, this is it's a box basically, and all your phone your phone hits that box first, and then it, it, the box sends it to the mask basically, and once it goes into that box, it literally just strips all your data off your phone. It strips everything without you wow, knowing. They're called sting. They're called sting. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're at every protest stingray machines. They're called. Look them up. Um, I'm not so going to take. That's a, I, I don't go to them for the same, same reason what I don't go to. I have been in the past, but I don't go to them now. Don't get me wrong. They're great for people if you want to meet like-minded people and whatever, but it doesn't actually get us anywhere because you had millions out, you know, protesting the Iraqi war and they've still done it anyway, right? They don't work from that point of view. But I've got it like there's one this Friday now. The only reason I'm going is because Kim, which is the chair of PCP, she's been invited to talk on the drag queen thing. Now, we yeah. know Antifa and all is going to be there, but we need people to want to basically know about what's going on and because a lot of people just don't they know some things are going on they can see the drag queen thing they've seen a few videos but they've got no idea what's going on inside the classroom so i'm going up with her they're going to be chucking bottles and eggs and whatever i don't care whatever i'm up for that like we're just going <laughs> up so she can i quite you know I, I don't mind stuff like that i don't care 
she's going up just to basically get her voice heard and whatever, just from the public child protection Wales point of view. Do you know what I mean? For the classroom, for that, that would be an interesting thing. But I do agree with you. I know exactly what you mean in terms of that. But now you've mentioned that about the phone thing, um, I'm probably going to leave my phone in the house. Yeah, stingrays, they definitely, definitely have stingrays up there. They'll be finding out. And, and, and the other thing as well, <laughs> I don't know if you're, you're aware of it is, but the home office at the minute, I, I, I don't, I, was, I can't, it's in March. I think it was the 11th of March was the end date, I think. Um, but they are, they are going sifting and writing through. You can look at yourself um, on, on new legislation as far as your data and all that, basically. Yeah, we did a show with Sandy Adams on this. Oh, right. Yeah, we did a show on it where the new digital ID yeah, it, it's going to be the, the digital currency. Yeah, the way they end the world ID, and and that's the the other thing that's really concerning is this di digital uh, money thing, which will entail mm. with obviously the, the digital ID coming off the subject uh, as far as refugees and. Uh, um, what people don't understand, it's not actual money. It's a program. It works off an off of an AI uh, ledger on a blockchain, basically. Um, so very easy to control. So if if they wanted to bring out, like stop me from spending, or say they went into another lockdown, and mm. you, you know they only wanted you to only travel an hour, um, or you can only be in a certain 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 surrounding, it's really easy to program a, a, an AI blockchain ledger to just stop that spending out of your well, yeah, you get, you get carbon credits, don't you? Yeah, that's what I was just well. going to say. You yeah, get yeah, carbon we... credits. And what I said, they want, I saw a video with Chris Guy, and he was telling you about your carbon footprint. And we all, well, three of us, you know, climate change is absolute bullshit. Do you know what? Yeah, Outside right. my window now, I wish I could show you. It is absolutely hammering down with snow. We've got nearly a foot of snow, right? It's the, it's the 8th of March, right? This is why they changed it from global warming to climate change, because obviously yeah, exactly. it's not warming in there. Do you know what I mean? We know it's bullshit, but based on this, they're going to put us into, well, attempt to put us into lockdown without the so-called virus, right? With the, this is what the 15 minute cities has all been about. Yeah, so exactly. he was putting it into perspective it's, about how much we should have. So they reckon we should be having two tons of carbon a, a year per person. At the moment, we have 16, right? So we put it into perspective. And he was like, for example, if you want to fly from Canada to Amsterdam, I think he said, that's like nearly 500 kilograms of um, carbon, right? So that's a quarter of your annual. And that's just going one way. So nobody's <laughs> going to be flying anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Right. Everyone had their vaccine so they could go on holiday. Well, get used to living in your 15-minute city because that's what they, That's where this is going. The digital ID thing is not even to identify you. It's just to collect all your... It's your carbon to, credits. Yeah, yeah, it's to collect that. And if you go over that, do you know, this is crazy. This is like the Hunger Games, isn't it? They even call it, they're calling it districts now. It's just yeah. like living yeah. in a Hollywood movie, a bloody scary one. It's nuts, and, and you know, people go, "Oh, it won't happen in England." Well, China's it been is. running the same. Yeah, China's been running the same system since two thousand and fifteen. If anyone's been paying attention, and talking yeah. China, yeah. You know China own all of our nuclear plants, don't you? Oh, yeah, they, they own our, just their, our judicial system as well, exactly. China. Um, and they own our national grids. Um, they own our water. They own quite a few of our schools as well. Charles, we've got this supposed. I don't think the coronation is going to happen. I think there's going to be some major event. But he's he's not to the people of England. He's going. He's going with this woke agenda. He's not following. He's not for. The, he's not for the country under God. 
you know, he's he's well, he's not. Or, he's a bloody royal. Well, you know, the show I did with Will Keat yesterday was like boom, like absolute boom. That it's like the legal. Isn't it William that owns Circo as well? Just, uh, well, just... well, William has shares in it. So Circo, Circo's a massive, massive um, web. So basically, you've got G4S that are involved with Circo. Oh, right, that's security, isn't it? Yeah, and that's obviously um, May's husband's got the main shares. He's the main shareholder in, in the G4S stuff because that does all the private prisons. It does the all the security for the cannabis farms that the government own. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. So it, 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 that that's one part of it. But I mean, Serco, as I said, this it's, it's got loads and loads of shareholders. I mean, Bill Gates has just bought um, two hundred thousand shares in Serco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's worrying in itself. <laughs> I know um, it is. It is. What do we even do? What that's do it, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's the solutions now. Like, how do we just the tackle solution, it? The solution for me is that our main problem is the monetary system because everything yeah. boils down to money. So we, we know that money's backed by debt. It's basically, look, like through the pandemic, we, we, we took how many billions, we chucked it on the national debt, we dished it all out to our mates and big contracts, mainly Serco to do all the track and trace and all the PPE and all that all sort of rubbish there. And then once once they've had all that bits, it goes, gets uh, the leftovers get sold off to the private banks and then the private banks charge us interest, if you, mm. you're silly enough to go into them places, um, interest on a principle that's not worth anything in the first place. So, so that that that's the main issue for for me to to get anything solved. But I've been saying it for years now. Is you, you need it, it's not a day thing. It's not going up, meeting a few like minded people, listening to someone on, on a stage chatting about stuff you already know, and then coming back and doing a live about it at seven o'clock and saying, you know, what a great day I had. You know, that's not yeah. how wars are won. But we we need solid, solid people. Um, plenty of plenty of supplies, uh, camping gear, all that sort of business there, and you, you you get like a million, two million strong into that square mile of London, and you lock it off. It's, yeah. the, it's the financial capital of the world. It is. Um, yeah, and, and it's the most correct. Yeah, and that's no idea. They think they think because we're a small country, we're not. We're the most corrupt in the world. Yeah. And, and the trouble is, it's the square mile of London that shapes the policy of the UK. It's got nothing to do with Westminster and any of them turkeys in there. They're reading off a script, you know. The, that that's just a circus show. That, that's like what, watching them. It is. It's like watching a football match. Mm, do, 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 do you know what I mean? It's just it's just bread and circus. Um, the square mile of London and where, where the Vatican is is what shapes everything, um, whether it be foreign policy, whatever. Um, so that, that for me, that's what I, that, that's, I've, been, I've been saying it for, 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 for a long time now. You, you need proper men up there, ready to camp out. I mean, you, you haven't got to be violent. You just, you just shut, if you've got enough people, you just shut off the whole area. You get out of your tents, you, you, you park up and you don't move. Yeah, um, and I think the issue we've got with it is like <laughs> what they've been doing to the men over the years. And, you know, we can see this, they've completely weakened and feminized the man do you know what i mean so a lot of them will not fight anymore this is the problem this is why they did it this is why men now now are too busy getting some beds 
getting yeah. their nails and, and their eyebrows and all that twisted up and all that business this dead. Is, you know that's what I mean? the problem. That's the issue. And it was obviously for this reason, because they know, they know as soon as they broke down the community, the nuclear family, but the community as well, they're, we're so much easier to control. And now look, yeah. because in, they've brought in the, you know, our technology and whatever else, people don't even know their own neighbours. Never mind go out and help each other. You know, that's the that's the easiest way. And obviously the, the, the strongest way to change for the whole of society's values and behaviours is through the kids. So we know exactly. that children in school, we've seen them. I've, you would have seen them, Lou's seen them, we've all seen them. We're like, I would advise people now to not send their kids to, there would be, a, there was a time years ago, right? Even in the 70s and 80s, where universities were actually reserved for, you know, at the academic who would go to university, come out with a graduate and actually find a job that while well, they graduated for, while their degree was in, right? Now, what they did, and my father told me this, and he was a teacher, and I remember 20 years ago, so I was about, I don't know, I was in my teens, something like that. And he said to me, he said, I know for a fact, he said, they've made these exams um, lot a lot simpler he said right and I was like okay he said they were a lot more simple than they were in the 70s because what they knew is that to get them together children to go against their parents you know and to be able to actually take them away they they made it so much easier to go to university right and then sold them the idea that to go to university you should go as far away from your family as possible everything you've ever known your support network to to gain the full experience I say in air quotes so all of these kids went off to university and whatever away from their families and now while they're spewing out of universities and nothing more than indoctrinated far left woke people students yeah. who don't even know basic biology they believe there's so many different genders and the other half are going along with it because they don't want to get labeled so I'm like do not send your kids to university. Encourage them to do something. Radicalization, and that's what it is. Yeah, and they're basically turning these kids into socio-political activists. So they're going out, right? All right, I was a swine when I was younger. Don't get me wrong, right? I was, I was a bit <laughs> out of control. But the one thing I never did, though, was disrespect my elders, especially. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, obviously respect is in both ways. But you would never catch me going screaming in an old person's face or whatever. They don't care now. They do no. not care. They're screaming in your faces. They're shouting. They're so disrespectful. Not all of them. I'm not tiring all of them with the same brush. But overall this is what the agenda was so this is why we're seeing these you know god i i feel so bad for for the kids because they don't know they you know they're being sort of you know thingy beyond their capacity empowered beyond their capacity to understand so this is why you've got these kids out uh, sitting in the middle of the the roads and going out throwing paint over over you know um, valuable paintings and stuff that's not going to achieve anything but this is what they're telling them to do go out and make as much noise as you possibly can and once you've split that child from the parent it's game over and this is where yeah. I keep telling people look you've got to watch to the kids because it's all well and good you going out there fighting for yourself but there will be a point where those children are going to come of age and they're going to take over you do you know what I mean because yeah. they're the next generation so if we're not focused on them it's pointless focusing on yourself which is why I, you know, which is why I dedicate my, I'll die on this hill if I have to. I'm going to protect them kids for, with every breath I've got. I don't care if people call me racist and transphobic and homophobic. It's nothing to do with that. That's all that, that's just what's thrown around to turn people away from what's going on. And now look at the mess we're in. I'm not having it's, it. It's, it's crazy. When I look back, I mean, I'm, I'm like seven, eight, eight, like 80s, 90s and I mean, when I was at primary school, 
I mean, you just didn't have none of this stuff. No, you didn't have didn't. all these labels, all this ADHD, old rubbish, and all that stuff there, and all that stuff. You just never had none of it. You just had boys and girls. Girls went off and done whatever they was doing, and the boys went around doing whatever they was doing, playing it or bulldog. And or, it didn't or matter if you were like that's the thing because I was a bit of a tomboy, so I'd be up in trees playing about and whatever. If if I'd have been a child now in this day and age, oh, yeah. they would have tried and sent me to bloody Tavistock and got me on puberty blockers or something. Do you know what I mean? It didn't. <laughs> I turned out to be a normal girl in the end. I just like playing, and it didn't matter. But what they've done now is say, oh, if you're you know, if your little girl got a blue T-shirt on and wants to cut her ear short, she must really be a boy. So let's push her down that route. It's just crazy. It's crazy it, it, and worrying. It, well, it, it is worrying. But, I mean, Rockefeller said it in an interview um, with the um, women's rights, um, where, where, when the women were fighting for their rights to have equal pay and to go to work and all that lot. I mean, yeah. that was all funded by Rockefellers. And the reason, why, the reason why they funded it is because, one, they was only taxing half the nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and two, once you got the, the woman into work, Get then the child was off to their indoctrination system. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And they made it as if it was a really good movement. No, it wasn't. It was fully <laughs> yeah. intentional. And now we're in yeah, a state exactly. where, you know, it really was intentional. And it's clear to see now why, you know, empowering, yeah. you know, you've got all the people that say, I remember this one as well. You know, I don't need a man and I don't need, and it, it's like, but that's the point. The family unit, you need the masculine, you need the feminine, you need the, both sides of it. Do you know what I mean? But they empowered women then to believe that, do you know what I mean? They didn't need this and whatever. And it's, oh, it's just, I'm quite happy to stay home and be the play the housewife mind. Yeah, you know me too. Mean? I'm awful. Like all this bloody feminist lot. Like, get it's a whistle. Spoiled it. It's it makes spoiled. you feel good. It's all exact... these quiet, a bloke's whistled at. I'm like, you're fucking joking. Yeah, man, I still got it. <laughs> I know it's totally spoiled things it really has and it but again it was so in every agenda has been intentional from the get-go and it was like post-world war one actually I'm reading a book yeah, it at the was moment. it was it really and, was. Uh, it was a lot of it post-world war two but now I've started doing a bit of research before then I'm reading a book no. at the moment right and it's called hang on I'll just grab it now it's called war against the weak eugenics and America's campaign to create a master race, right, by Edwin Black. And I'm like a third of the way through it, and I am absolutely gobsmacked by what I'm reading. But the thing is, they're still doing this shit today. They just do it under a... They were more open about it back then, you know, were they calling them defective? So if you were blind, deaf, epileptic, whatever, they wanted to sterilise you or murder you, basically, and your family. You know, this yeah. is crazy. This was... This was pre-Hitler as well. You know, we're, we're all under the impression, or we're, most of us anyway, that Hitler was the one who started the eugenics movement when he wanted his Nordic race and whatever. But actually, no, it started in the late 1800s and it was America. You know, it's just it's America and Britain. <laughs> Again, I, you know. I, I watched an American legislator on a YouTube video. It, it must have been about five six years ago uh, i've never been out to find that i'm guessing it's, it's been taken down but it was it was a legislator for um america basically and he had to go to a meeting um and he, he went to this meeting he said there was about six old guys in there and they was talking about what's happening now as far as um 
the gender stuff and and, and how, how to push this 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 movement. I mean, the geezer on the interview said, "I walked out there, I, I was laughing. I thought he's never going to get away with that." And then he come back and he he said, "But they have because it's really happening now in America." And he said, "And I never believed they ever would." And he was a legislator. He, he could believe it. Um, what, what these people, these four old guys were telling him about what the plans were, what they needed to do, and how they needed to push this and push that. And he, he as he said, he walked out there and he, you know, he laughed to himself and said, "You know, they're never going to be able to do that to people." But they have. They have. It, they have. It's crazy. It's, it is. I mean, people now. I mean, you've only got to look at it like on Facebook, like you, you know. It's like with the vaccine thing. Everyone put up their, their, their badge. I've had my vaccine. Thank you, NHS. Save the NHS. All that rubbish. And then we moved. You know, COVID just disappeared like it was never about for me anyway. Um, and then they went on to the Ukraine thing and everyone's got up Ukraine flags. I know. It's so easy to manipulate a whole... Honestly, it's like watching... Crazy. It's like watching, I can't even explain it. It's like being in some really shit Z-rated film, but we're, we're right in the middle of it. Like to just watch how people will completely forget about what happened yesterday because they've got some other crap on the telly that's distracting them, but they'll just go along with it. It's like, wow. It's I did watch, um, it was a it was a, a Russian, an ex-KGB agent, right? And it's, it's a recording from, I think it's like the late 80s or something like that. And... I watched this a few years ago, so it was before COVID, but it's, it did the rounds again during COVID because it was actually really relevant. Yeah, I know who you mean. I know. I can't think of his name because obviously it's, a, it's a, like a Russian name. I don't know. But what he's saying is basically how, how to brainwash the nation. And all you need to do is show images of, they've done it. Obviously, they've done their experiments. This is how they know know how, to, how it works. And they basically just sit the, the subject in front of all of these images that are fear-based, right? And then after about three weeks, it doesn't take long, the person will believe the message regardless if it doesn't make sense, right? Because that's what fear does to the brain. And then obviously you put that in context of what happened with COVID when they were just every day just telling people how many people had died, even though people die every day, if, you know, they were just telling us, that's all. But it was scaring yeah. people so much that after that three-week period, this is why we, you know, people... People were like believing anything that was coming up, even though it was obvious, it was just nonsense. Obviously, you've got a small percentage of people in S3 within that where you can't be hypnotized to the bullshit type of thing. Do you know what I mean? We know. But the the big, you know, the the most of the population were sucked into it because they were just bombarded with fear all the time consistently yeah. until they bent to whatever was being told to them and they did whatever they were told that's how easy it is to do and that's frightening as far as that's really frightening is very clever about the covid thing did you notice all that um posterage and all that signage was all blue and yellow correct? oh do you know what i didn't notice until a couple of months ago somebody I've been saying it. it and i was yeah, like oh, it might have been you lou actually yeah, and it was was like, everything yeah. blue and yellow that's so it, that's was, it was programming us ready for the next part of these changes exactly. like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. so del yeah, oh, sorry no carry on mate i was just i was just gonna kind of coming up to the hour mark and we're gonna kind of close the show but no, i would really like to invite you back on again because this yeah, is definitely. the discussion that we can continue on for ages so i'd love it if you could come on maybe a week after next or something again and we yeah. do all this again because no, it's fascinating no, no, no it is fascinating uh, well, and well, i know you've got a lot more to say i know you have so yeah we'd love to have you back on del 
yeah, I'll, def I'll definitely um, come back on, yeah. And um, as I said, people need to be aware um, of what is going on, especially as the Home Office is taxpayer-funded. So your wages um, or your taxes are paying for every single person, bills, every single person's food, all these hotels, all their rent, mm -hmm. all their council tax. It's all our money because there's no such thing as government money. It's only public. Exactly. Um, so, you know, why people ain't up in arms out of it when, like you say, people can't feed themselves. People are struggling to pay their energy bills, but they're paying for someone else's. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's nuts. So, Dale, is your Facebook open so people can have a look at some of the stuff that you, you know, you, you do, some of your, your, that live yeah, video? Yeah. Yeah, the, the only, the only, all my children's stuff. There's no, there's no shares or anything like that on there, unless I want it to be shared. But anything else, I, it's all public. Uh, any, anything else I do, as far as the shit state we're in, it's all public and people can see it, no problem. Okay, and that's Dell Irons, D E L Irons on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, as I said, that video's on there anyway. Uh, I know. Uh, Kat, um, uh, I'll, do, I'll put a link to it on this on the post. I'll put a link underneath. Yeah, but uh, I think it's had about, I don't know, about 1,500 shares or something so far. So that's, that's got quite out there. And I think it's had about 30,000 views or something. But, brilliant. Um, it needs so, to. Yeah. Super, Dell. Thank you so much for coming on. And let's do this, like, week after next would be fantastic. Yeah, no problem. It's lovely talking to you girls anyway. Thank you, Dell. It's been a, it's been a really it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on, love. No, no worries. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep up the good work. Oh, you thank you, love. Thank you, you too. so much. Take care. God Take bless you, Dell. God bless. Bye, bye bye. What a great show, Kat. That was amazing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. I'm so glad he came on. I know he's got so much more to say. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be great to have him back on in a couple of weeks. That circle video. Yeah, if you can add it on here, Lou, would be amazing. I will do. I will do. So uh, you're in London on Friday. I'll see what I can do. If I can get there, I will. Brilliant. Um, you're right now. There's me thinking I'll just take the phone and do some recording. But now after that call... I know, I don't think I will. I need a actual camera, so unless I can see Rick to get the video camera. Let's see what happens. Yes. It's in God's hands if I yes. turn, turn up. So we'll see Hopefully. what happens. Hopefully, uh, LibertyTactics.co.uk, ExposingTheLie.info, PublicChildProtectionWales.org. Uh, those are the three websites you should have saved in your favourites on your browser because everything from PCP, all of Kat's research and all of our shows and more articles and stories to be coming to Liberty Tactics. Um, I'm also, we're also thinking of offering, doing a, um, a page of like classifieds. So if you've got a little business that you want to advertise, I don't know, what, a tenner a month, you know, you chuck us a tenner and we'll chuck it on the classified page or a fiver. I don't know. We, we, we can talk about it or a donation to the website and we can add, put a little advert and uh, a picture of your business. And when you click on the face, it will go directly to your site. Uh, so that's something we've got. We're thinking about doing in the future. So if you are interested, drop either myself or Kat uh, an email. Mine's Lou at libertytactics.co.uk and there's Kat at libertytactics.co.uk. Brilliant stuff. Anything else, love? Have you got any other 
Um, no, just that, you know, just a little shout out for Public Child Protection Wales. We're still trying to, you know, get the, get the money. Obviously, we've got a, a third podcast song coming up now, the end of April. Um, so if we put the link, drop the link for the fundraiser in this show as well, Lou, you know, anything that yeah. people can can spare or, you know, if you could just share it around on your platforms, let's get this money up um, so it doesn't fall on those five uh, brave parents' heads. So that's all really from me. Brilliant show today, Lou. I'm looking forward to getting it out there and we will be back very, very soon. Exactly. And we're going to play out with I Predict a Riot. <laughs> yes. Okay. I think it was the Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, Kaiser Chiefs. Yes, it was. Right. We will play out with that and we will be back in a couple of days. God bless. God bless, guys. Bye.